Shut up and sit down. And welcome back to another episode of Cinema from the Dark Side podcast. I'm Mike, and is with me as always is Patrick. Pat, how you doing? Pretty good, Mike. How are you? Uh, doing real good. And uh, as you know, with me as almost always, TJ. How you doing, man? I am fantastic. All right, sounds uh, enthusiastically fantastic. <laughs> um, so uh, basically, you know, as always, we'd like to uh, welcome you to Cinema from the Dark Side podcast, and uh, we'd also like to extend a thanks to our sponsor. Uh, Matt Dawson over at MJDArtworks.com. Again, that's MJDArtworks.com. He's got a lot of really nice uh, acrylics, uh, sketches, watercolors. Um, does a lot of really good designs. He's uh, designed the, the banners and you know profile pictures and stuff like that for our Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes. Um, so you know, definitely check that out. So, uh, Pat, you want to lead us off here a little bit in some movie news? I most certainly do. So, first up, what we have here is, um, looks like an article. There's rumors going around now that Rey might be building a new lightsaber in Star Wars Episode Eight, which is pretty exciting since we've actually never seen, in a, in a movie, a Jedi build their first lightsaber. Um, this The only reason this comes to light is because Star Wars Battlefront Two, the game, is coming out. And in one of the trailer shots where you actually see Ray as like a character selection, there's a little screenshot where it says lightsaber and it is totally not Luke's lightsaber, the one she picked up in episode seven. Um, when someone addressed this on Twitter, uh, apparently one of the executives over saying, oh, that was just a glitch. It'll be fixed. Don't worry. Nice. Like, glitch my ass. You guys yeah. just missed that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. Mike, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, it is exciting. I mean, you and I have played a lot of Star Wars kind of extended universe video games, and um, I've read some of the extended universe stuff, and so, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm used to the idea of Jedis making their own lightsabers, but you're right, in the movies, as far as I'm aware, I have not seen any... Uh, anybody make their own uh, i mean luke skywalker uh, got his father's and then he made his own off camera kind of it looked identical except it was a different color correct there yeah. actually was a deleted scene though for return of the jedi where you actually see luke assembling it well, that's neat. and you, he inserts the kyber crystal he you know makes the hilt it's a deleted scene yeah and you can only get it with i believe it's like one of the special anniversary edition blu-ray box sets sure that you can actually see that on but yeah, I but, wonder why that was deleted. Um, I, bet, I guess there might have not been a good place to fit it I, in. I guess. I mean, I guess it doesn't really advance the plot at no, all. It so. doesn't. And all those movies were long enough. Yeah, yeah. Movies, because so. I mean, when you think about it, Return of the Return of the Jedi started off with you know Leia <laughs> being a, acting as bounty hunter Leia going into Jabba's palace. Yeah. So I mean, there's really. You know, I, I, it just started. Like, yeah, it just started. <laughs> yeah, so so I, I think there couldn't, there wasn't a good place to actually fit that part in there. Yeah. But, I mean, that would be interesting to lose. I've never seen that deleted scene. That would be really interesting to see. Um, you can YouTube it. It's actually pretty sweet. I'll have to. Yeah. No, but, I mean, I'm, that's exciting. I'd like to see that. You know, kind of depends on how in-depth they go. Are they just going to kind of do the, oh, hey, I'm going to just insert this here. Is it going to be, you know, him training her of, like, the importance of it and creating her own and, you know, so on and so forth. Right. That, that That's kind of what I'm more interested in seeing. Right. Me too. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, you know, moving on, I'll, I'll take the next little one here. Is, uh, it's something I'm actually really excited about and maybe will help DC. Um, is DC's talking about, you know, or kind of rumor mill style stuff. Is DC, you know, bringing more R-rated 
um, films to their universe. Right. Which, honestly, is something that they should absolutely be doing. I mean, um, Marvel doesn't necessarily need R-rated stuff with what they do. Um, I mean, their stuff is kind of grim, but I've always seen DC as obviously the darker comics. You know, they should be way more grim, and they should be a lot, like, grittier and you know, meteor. And that's, that's kind of exciting for me. Cause I mean, Deadpool had such a, and this is obviously because of the, these movies, but Deadpool and Logan had such success in the movie theater, you know, that, right. You know, they're thinking, Hey, yeah, I, uh, I, we would love more money. So let's try and make something else. Right. I, I agree. And you know, DC did, uh, on the <laughs> Batman V Superman, Ultimate Edition. That technically, that edition was R-rated. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if they if they did actually do R-rated films in the future. Um, but I mean, let's be honest here. R-rated doesn't necessarily mean good film. No, it does not. So they still have to make good films. Yes, and, they do. And you know, maybe make it R-rated in the future. Well, yeah. I mean, it's definitely has it has to go with. You can't just throw an R rating at something and expect it to be good. Right. That that's dumb you know but at the same time you know i'd agree that adding the r rating gives the director especially more artistic freedoms to be grittier with the characters as opposed to making them like schoolboys right exactly and that's that's what's exciting yeah but uh but yeah that's definitely interesting tj why don't you take it away with our next bit uh well it looks like uh a warner brothers executive has confirmed that wonder woman 2 uh will first of all he the director has been uh i guess i don't know if this is technically a rumor if it was actually confirmed but it was confirmed that uh it was confirmed that the setting will be post-world war one um and basically what this executive said he said quote it will take some it will take place somewhere between 1917 and 2017 which wow i mean dick move that's kind of yeah kind of a dick move but we do at least know it's post world war one yeah um and uh it seems like they're saying that uh what was i'm I'm trying to find the guy's name now um the person who directed or yeah that's patty jenkins oh patty jenkins right the original director yeah yes the first female you know right so basically i see no reason to go to anyone else at that point no (laughs) and in our last bit and i think it was either two episodes or one episode ago we had shared movie news that they hadn't actually confirmed her yet yeah so but now that is confirmed good uh, i'm cool with it good but yeah like you know like i was saying in the last movie news um it has to take place after justice league yeah more than likely well it might be one of those things where I, I understand they're trying to like push out Justice League pretty right. hard, and they might be trying to push it out fast. But at the same time, they might be adding a bit of story prior, like uh, you know, I, taking yeah. place prior to the Justice League, but it comes out after the fact, kind of like an a semi more origin story, I, even I, though her origin story just came out. I feel <laughs> like what they could do is they could do Justice League, and then they could have they could hint. Injustice League about what's going to happen in Wonder Woman 2. Right. Like, like hint at, like, hey, this, this thing happened already in the past, but you don't know what it is. Like, yeah. So, you, I mean, they could do it that they way, could, too. I think that and, would be a little bit more unexpected, which would be nice. I know. It would be cool, but, I, I mean, it's possible, but unlikely. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, they even have a quote from, I, I forget if it's uh, Batman versus Superman or if it's actually from Wonder Woman, where Princess Diana says, a hundred years ago, I walked away from humanity. So that's another line that makes me think it has to take place after <sighs> Justice League. So um, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but if it doesn't take place after Justice League, I'd be a little confused as to why. And or concerned. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, I mean, it just depends. I guess it depends on what <clears throat> what way they want to go with it. But I see you, the more predictable port like path for them to take would be after Justice League because right. it comes out first. They already know it's coming out, so and it's all in the same family. And maybe they can include another person from the Justice League, but only one of them, and just you know something that something simple like that, where it's it's a kind of an easy formula to follow. Exactly, exactly. All right, and I will go ahead with our next bit. So we had this movie news kind of before, and we talked about it a little bit, but now it is actually confirmed that World War Z two has David Fincher as a director. Now we were talking about it, and you and we all kind of agreed that World War Z was kind of like. It had an interesting idea, but was nonetheless kind of a flop in our minds. Poorly executed, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, because zombie movies and zombie shows have just blown up within the past five years. It's a very saturated subject matter. But I think David Fincher can bring a new life to it because he does not. He's one of those directors that he does not have a film I do not like. So, I mean, think about you got Gone Girl, Fight Club, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Um, even his very first directional debut, which was Alien 3, I love that movie. Um, so, I mean, with David Fincher in charge, we'll see how that goes. Maybe with enough creative, you know, freedom behind him, it'll be a really good movie. What do you guys think? I I didn't like the first one, if I'm being totally honest with you. I, I we, already, we already discussed that. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> I, I mean, David Fincher's a, a, a good director. It's not... I mean... Potentially could be a decent film, but I mean, I just hope they do it better than they did the first one. You know what I mean? I, I that's as simple as it for me because I just wasn't a fan. I I would say that it's kind of a daunting position to be in as a director to come off a movie that sort of flopped like World War Z did, right? Um, and to take it over and try to make a sequel to it, which it just I don't know. I feel like he'd be in a much better position if this was a Redo sort of like what they did with Hulk, you know, years okay. ago where they did one and it was terrible, and then they did a second <laughs> one and like the first one didn't happen. You know what I mean? If you Hulk if, was garbage, right? Right. If if David Fincher was in that type of position, I think it would be much better than where he is now, where they're like, "Hey, make a sequel to this movie that really didn't do that great," <laughs> you know? Yeah, okay, fair enough. And just a little fun fact: Do you guys know where David Fincher before like? Alien 3 before you know before he got his big directional debut do you guys know what he was doing no he was directing music videos really nice. he directed a music video for Michael Jackson <laughs> oh wow that's, that's, that's a cool. big deal yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's huge that's, I mean that is pretty big that's pretty cool though I just thought I'd throw that little that's bit in there yeah that is well um so I'll, I'll guess it, you know if we're done there that I'll kind of kick it off with our last bit of movie news here actually I have something else oh. that we'll add afterwards oh okay alright uh sorry um, but uh, it's actually something that it seems pretty exciting to me because I, I like Iron Man. But they're talking about um, some new armor for Tony Stark and Iron Man in the Avengers Infinity War. Um, something that kind of made a debut in the comic books is something called Bleeding Edge Armor, mm-hmm. um, which they were they kind of hinted at in Iron Man 3. Well, no, I'm sorry. They hinted at it in Civil War, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it's basically like... 
it, to, to break it down, in one of the Avengers movies, uh, he kind of had that... Um, the armored suit in a briefcase that he could like kind of bring around and like it would fly to him and stuff. Uh, and in Avengers Civil War, he kind of hinted at this more bioorganic armor, which it's supposed to essentially come out of his body. It's like a really cool type of armor that they, I think it was like 2010 they debuted it in the comic books. Um, but it's, it's like this really, really cool armor that he's supposed to be able to control, just summon it, essentially, with right. his body. I think that's fucking awesome. And they have been hinting at it pretty heavily for bringing it out for, like, Infinity War to fight with, like, Thanos and stuff like that. And I think that that would be really cool. Yeah, I, I agree. That I mean, this armor, just by, like, the set pictures, looks pretty sweet. Yeah. And But looking at it, it kind of destroys the magic behind it. Because you're looking at a picture of a dude who's literally wearing, like, half a suit. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I, I totally... <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. Um, yeah, and so, the set, of course, the set pictures are going to take that shit away from you. But um, I just think the idea of, obviously, you know, they, they certainly can CGI the fuck out of pretty much anything these days. Um, I think that it's going to be really cool if they can pull off how it's supposed to look being summoned from his body. Right. Yeah, I think that that would be as long as they don't cheap out and it's like, oh, it happened off camera. Like it's yeah. Mar- it's Marvel, it's Disney. I, I know they've got the cash out. to do it. They do have the cash. <laughs> <laughs> they got it. They have lots of it. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely excited. And you know, obviously, Infinity War is not going to be, um, uh, and well, the first part is not going to be Tony Stark's last appearance. He'll be in Infinity War two. So we'll, I I want to see where they go from there. So, from the Bleeding Edge armor. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would be interesting. I mean, I, I haven't stayed too up-to-date with comics, uh, you know, pretty much at all um, lately. So, I don't really know where they've gone, you know, in the comic books. Because, obviously, movies are always going to try and catch up to the written form slash, you know, drawn form of, of the medium. Right. So, I, I actually don't know where they've gone from there right um, already so i'd be kind of interested to see it anyway right yeah. um all right and the last bit in movie news that i that confused michael that i did not put in the notes i just kind of remembered it halfway through the movie news this guy um i'm sorry <laughs> uh and i'm not going to put any links to it because there's so many articles going over it han solo directors getting fired what, what the shit? What happened? The Lego movie guys, right? So, yes. So, basically what happened with three weeks left in principal photography, I'm basically, folks, what we're doing, what I'm doing, I'm giving you all these articles in one go so you understand what fully happened. So, at first, it sounded like they quit for for creative differences with three weeks left to go in principal photography, which is ridiculous. Yeah, that's super late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You la- then we later found out that they were actually fired because of the apparently the guy who plays Han Solo, his acting was so bad. Kathleen Kennedy, the head of Lucasfilm now, had set had compared his acting to that of uh, Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura. Okay, first of all, that's just rude because. <laughs> Because I love Ace Ventura. But not in a Star Wars movie playing no, as no, Han cer- Solo. Certainly not but unironically, that's the problem, right. I think. <laughs> that is insane. So, so that actor just sucks. So, well, I wouldn't say that. So going forward, we now have Ron Howard, a very established director, who's yeah. going to be yep. finishing the, the next three weeks of principal photography and adding another five weeks of reshoots. Jesus. Fuck. And apparently... 
and I can't remember the actor's name, the guy who's playing Han Solo is getting an acting coach. I would hope so. Acting coaches are not uncommon to have for any type of role, Mm -hmm. but this late in the game most certainly is. Man, I just... How would you how would you not bring if he's that bad, how would you not bring in an acting coach sooner, first of all? Or how do you not fire the guy and find somebody else for the part? Like I mean Why, because you released a poster? The, the other thing that blows <laughs> my mind is like is if the guy really is that bad, how did he get the part? Yeah. How did he get that far? Well it- in my theory. Is that um, it's just appearances? When they basic, yeah. Well, he did look like he does look like he looks exactly like he does look like it. I'm assuming (laughs) that helps. (laughs) I'm assuming the director, um, the directors chose him, Mm -hmm, and obviously now that there's that, uh, uh, you know, now that that got fired, they're like, well, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we'll we'll definitely see ron howard is obviously a very an established director he oh he's one of the best for oh, sure of course. yeah i mean legendary i mean what apollo 13 yeah right was huge major name major major uh director but an additional five weeks of reshoots holy shit yeah, yeah that's, that's that's gonna put a, a damper on the maybe release date right boy i mean how do you how do you break that to the the cast and crew like hey uh yeah Hey, so you know all that all that work you just did? Yeah. We're gonna scrap all yeah, of it. Fuck you. And we're gonna have to redo it all over again. So I hope you weren't planning any any vacations or anything because Hope you didn't love your family. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You won't see them. <laughs> in the in the grand scheme of things, it, it's I mean, five weeks sounds like a lot, but really when they film one of these movies, it takes like three months. Well yeah. So Yeah, that's a third of the fucking time. It's a shitload of time. It is. I agree. I agree. But uh, but yeah, that is that's it for movie news. Yeah, uh, that's that just sucks. <laughs> now I'm really concerned about the movie. I you know what? I'm actually not. I'm not with Ron. If they would pick someone other, if, if someone that I didn't know, I'd be really concerned. But when you pick Ron Howard, Ron fucking Howard. I mean, well, you're yeah. you're you're putting stuff in pretty good hands at that point. Well, it's not necessarily that the direction of the film will be shit. I'm sure the story's great. It's just I'm worried that the acting is going to be complete. Turds. I don't. I don't think that. That's just what the article yeah. stated. That what if it's they true, compared it to. If it's true that the guy's that terrible, I don't think someone like Ron Howard is going to let the movie be finished if it's that bad. There's right. absolutely no way he's not he going to put a stamp on his it. name. He, exactly. Yeah. He wouldn't want to have that on his resume. There's he's not. Yeah. No he's not going to give a stamp of approval Fair over that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. No. He'd probably kick somebody's ass. All right, so, yeah, kind of moving on to our main topic um, is uh, Baby Driver. Yes. Um, so good. Know, yeah, a lot of people went to go see it. Um, I don't have the numbers for box office. Um, well, I could definitely I can, look that up for you, Mike. Yeah, um, but uh, as far as I'm aware, it did pretty well. I, I was actually pretty surprised. I went to go see it a little bit later in the game than most. I mean, a lot of people went to go see it, you know, opening weekend and all of that. But I, there was not many people in the theater when I went to go see it, which surprised me. There wasn't, and that that was also well. TJ and I we went on five dollar Tuesdays because we're cheap, and we went at like eleven in, in the morning. Yep. Jesus Christ! <laughs> By the way, super weird to walk out of a movie theater and it being like bright outside. Yeah, yeah. I mean it was like high freaking noon. Yeah, when we walked that's, outside. That's brutal. I was, was like, straight, what straight the straight fuck up. is going on? So Mike, the box office uh, is fifty five million. Okay. But 
this movie only had a $34 million budget. Okay. Very so nice. they're still obviously doing well with it. Yes. Uh, and I, I think especially with a $34 million budget, and that's considering, you know, most movies have way more than that. I had no idea they spent that little money yeah, on yeah, that movie. Yeah, actually, I had no idea. The movie's very good. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and it has a 96 on Rotten Tomatoes and an yeah. 86 on Metacritic. Yeah. So it's obviously I mean, doing very well. Yeah, I mean, people really like the movie. I, I think that it definitely looked like an Edgar Wright movie. It definitely did. Like, it was. It had so many hints of other films I've seen from him. Yes, and it had such an... Uh, this movie had such an amazing cast behind it, too. Yeah, you so good. You had John Hamm... Uh, Spacey. Spacey. Yeah, which Kevin is Spacey. One of my favorite actors. Uh, Jamie Foxx and uh, John Berthanol. You know, all the. Even yeah. though John Berthanol was only in there for like 25 minutes, maybe? Yeah. So, but yeah, this the movie started off fantastically. Uh, I love the fact that they just started right in the middle of a heist. Yeah, I like that too. And it yeah, was just play like around. it was yeah. just like what the fuck's going on here? Um, <laughs> yeah, it was basically yeah. it was basically, Oh, and John Ham. I, I said John Ham. You said John Ham. I'm sorry. I just focused on John Berthon. I was like, <laughs> I was just like, oh shit. No, I, I like the I like how that movie was basically like exposition by fire. Like yeah, it right. basically just you're in there like right now. Yeah, and it was it, well because it immediately showcased the talent and right. like kind of like the weirdness of what was going on. Yeah, I I loved I love this movie. Also, I loved it because it didn't follow any of like the heist movie tropes. Oh, very yes. few tropes. Yep. Very few. The only like type of tropey thing was the fact he. He met a girl after like yes. a week, then they're and they're madly in love. That's it. Like, yeah. well, that and and the one crazy guy. There's always one crazy guy who's gonna fuck shit up. Not as crazy and, as Jamie Fox though. Like, yeah, but there's always a guy who's gonna fuck shit up. And like, I I don't. I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but I just ended up hating Jamie Fox at the end of the movie. I, I like, think you're supposed to. You're, you're supposed, supposed to hate to. Jamie Fox. Yeah. I mean, by the end of the movie. he's careless. Yeah, I mean, but I don't. I wouldn't say that he was tropey careless. No, like, or because he wasn't like he wasn't like fucking chaotic neutral or something where he right. was just like fucking everything up for no reason. Like everything he did had reasoning behind it. Most certainly did. I mean. The only thing, and this, by the way, this is my only, this is my only bad part of the movie. There was no explanation why they killed that Asian dude. Yeah, there was. Was there? Yeah, he left his shotgun behind. Okay, really? Okay, that's exactly why. That's not. That's the exactly reason. They, they, they said they it when they did it. Yeah, oh. that's exactly why they killed me. He's like, oh shit, I, I left my shotgun that. behind. My apologies. And then because it's just, got a serial he, number on it. Yeah, oh, and he's just like, right. he's like, okay. He's like, you did what? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a scratched gun. Like, it was brand new, so yeah. it had a serial number so they could trace it. Yeah, and then the motherfucker Okay, wow, him, I totally know, straight, missed that part. There, there is really no parts in this movie I dislike, but... Um, we know it's good. Yeah, dude. The the other thing, you know, behind Baby Driver is this kid. His name is Baby, and he's the getaway driver, hence the title of the fucking movie. Um, but I love the fact that he... Everything he did, he centered around music. And yeah. like the timing of songs. Yeah, he's like, hold oh, on, let me, let me, let me. I gotta rewind the song. <laughs> he's like, hold on, I gotta restart. Yeah, because. Okay, go. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh yeah, I love that too, because that, that just made me laugh so hard. They were just about to rob. I think it was like an armored car. And or Jamie Fox is yep. like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, all right, let's go hit this, and he like grabs Jamie Fox. No, hold on, hold on, click, 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 and go. 
I, I did love. I also love that. I think it was the same scene with the Austin Powers masks, right? Oh yeah, yep. that was freaking yep, hilarious. That was the same, yeah, that was the same. Who said Michael Myers? This is Michael Myers. Yeah, no, like was... Halloween, Michael Myers. <laughs> He's a Halloween mask. Jason. Yeah, he's, he's our like, Halloween oh, you mean Jason. No, that no, was... that was that was interesting, and I I liked that. And then you know, I was this is one thing that I I will say I saw a hole in. Right, so Kevin Spacey has this line where he's like, you know, I never do the same job twice, or with the same people. With the, I, n- with I never the same, crew. same crew. The same crew. Yeah. Okay, I guess with the same. He repeats. Full he crew. repeats. Yeah, the same full crew. That's what he was talking so about. So that's what okay. he was talking about. Not individuals. See, I guess. everything we dislike. Yeah. There's an explanation. Well, what got me is then obviously, you know, fucking Jamie Foxx's character, whatever bats, shows right. up with the the husband and wife. Yeah, John Hamm, and I forget her name. Yeah. Uh. Well, in the movie, darling, but um, Aiza Gonzalez. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't really seen her pretty much in anything. But, no, um, me neither. I don't remember. I don't remember John Hamm's character's name. I just call him John Hamm. I just well, call they him all, John Hamm. Buddy. Yeah. They all called him Buddy. Oh, okay. yeah, because it was because he was like some. Because they don't give their real names. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I, I just couldn't remember off the top of my head. I'm like, he's just John Hamm. Whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> just John Hamm. Mad Men. And John Hamm was hilarious in this movie. He uh, was the one part where he got shot in the diner where Baby Driver actually shoots him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I gotta stop calling him Baby Driver. It's just Baby. Uh, shoots it's just him. Baby. Yeah. When Baby shoots him, and the cop comes like, "Sir, wh- where were you hit?" and he turns around, shoots the cop. He's like, "Right there." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's in the face. Yeah. Right. yeah. It was well, so funny. I, I, you know, I'm touching on everything being timed to music. Good soundtrack. Very, oh, yeah. very good soundtrack. Dude, hell yeah. I loved this soundtrack. I mean, soundtrack. there was some weird stuff in it that I didn't recognize for sure, yeah. but, I mean, it fits so well. well and I mean, it had a lot really of good tr- old stuff. Yeah, and they, they tried really hard, I think, with the music on this movie because oh, it was yeah. so integral to the actual plot. I think they really spent a ton of time figuring out, okay, you know, what's really going to work here. I mean, I can't even imagine how much time it would take to plan out a scene where you actually have to... Match beats. it to certain parts of a song, like that's crazy yeah. to me. Right, yeah. that's that is insane because you you could clearly tell, just solely based on the music, every turn was on like a beat or every like acceleration was on a beat, and it was just like, oh man, that's so cool. Yeah, it was well done. <laughs> Agreed, and I also loved the fact that uh, he had a iPod for like different days. Oh, dude, he had like a hundred <laughs> iPods. Yeah. And yeah. he also recorded people to, like, make beats out of, which oh. I thought was really weird and cool. So that one scene where he's, like, you know, he he's recorded them about their plan about the robbery, so on and so forth, and he tries to sneak out because he wants to get out of the out of the life. They follow him, like, and they t- he left the tape recorder behind, and they're playing it. They don't believe him that he makes songs out of this shit, so they yeah. go to the house beat up his foster father who's deaf yeah and bring back like all of his tapes pour them out on the fucking table and they start playing the one song he mixed at the beginning of the mu- of the movie uh-huh. and sure enough and it's sure actually enough. what he's doing <laughs> yeah. yeah and they're like that is the dumbest thing i've ever fucking seen right. yeah it was, it was pretty good and i will say i liked i liked kevin spacey's relationship with baby and how like you know he was the the he was the the only trope I guess in the sense of like the badass started out as one started well, out as a trope to me the the trope of him was that he was like the leader 
who was a and it's not like a bad trope it works no but the the leader and he's very calm and cool and he's like i don't have to tell you that i can kill your family and everyone you love because you will. already you already yeah, know that yeah exactly yeah. And it's just like oh fuck me but that's the thing he started out as a trope like as a trope like okay one job and one more job and we're you know we're square we're square yeah and you know he does the one job he thinks he's out but he's like oh we're not done yeah we're we're just square now I, you start making money right yeah. now but it was I totally thought that Kevin Spacey was going to be the bad guy throughout like the and, end yep yeah and he yep. wasn't and he was that's not that's what I was going to allude to I love that relationship because he's like I was in love once <laughs> right and then he just gets a, he's a badass oh in God. the fucking and parking structure that freaking scene at the oh, oh my, my god, god. Like, where yeah. he got was, ran over that was fucking multiple yeah. times and, like people getting shot in the face with yeah. shotguns he got I was, shot in the back with a shotgun turns around and he's like hey and he shoots boom <laughs> that was unbelievable I, I couldn't because the thing is like the movie had some pretty sweet action up yeah. to that point but then all of a sudden they just like kicked it into the next gear they're yeah. like check this shit out and right. they just started like Shooting each other with shotguns and like Kevin Spacey getting hit with a car and actually like showing him flipping through the air. That was unbelievable. Yeah, man. The first like 90% of the movie was like 10 million and then the rest <laughs> of the budget was the last 10% of the movie. Yep. <laughs> this, this movie pulled it off spectacularly. Oh, yeah. And, you know, in one of the recent movie news, going back to Edgar Wright himself as a director, we had mentioned he might be uh, doing a Star Wars movie. Um, there was like a rumor going around. After seeing this movie, I have no qualms with him directing a Star Wars movie. Me either, especially because Star Wars has kooky, weird stuff in it a lot of the right. time. And I think that it would be a pretty good fit. Um, I really love that at the end of this movie, he went to fucking jail. Right. Honestly, I was so... Like, I was ready to accept, yeah, they got away. But when he went to jail, I was like, didn't expect it. When a movie shows me something I don't expect... Like that's, Kevin Spacey. That's fucking yep. incredible. This movie was full of surprises. Yeah. Like that. A lot of sure. movies are not. A lot of movies you can just go, oh, that's going to happen. Right. And that's going to happen. <laughs> right. Oh, they got away? Okay. <laughs> right. I yeah. mean, it might be a good movie, but then you just know what, it, you knew what was going to happen. This is more like a, oh shit, he went to prison. Right. <laughs> this it doesn't like, matter how like, nice he's he like is. like twists done right. You know? Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Not no M. Night Shyamalan garbage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, man. Yeah. I like me some Shyamalan from time to time. Yeah, like when he was really young and made good movies. That's true. I do. I did just rewatch Unbreakable. But anyway. Yeah. Um, now, I, I will say the one thing that I didn't like okay. about this movie. Let's see if we can debunk it. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> this isn't something that's debunkable. Um, it wasn't. It it's was, a personal opinion. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't anything about what, like, plot line or anything like that. I didn't. The the one thing that the, the the one tropey thing that we said was the romance, right? Yes. Oh sure. It was honestly a little annoying. I thought like the the interactions between the main character and the love interest, I thought it was too much. It was too weird. It was too abrupt. I agree. And it, it almost seemed, it was awkward. It was awkward and it seemed too much like a side plot. Like it, right. You know, it was just sort of like it's like, oh, it, 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 the movie was more about him trying to get out of the heist lifestyle yeah. than it was about, you know, him Being running love. away with her. It, it, yeah. It was it was a little weird. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wish I thought that wasn't executed time. the best. The one no, thing. If they had more time, I think it would have been better because they only showed some flashbacks to his mom and she was a singer. And when he first met this girl, she was singing and she was singing Baby. Right. right. So and that's what he's been going by for how many years. 
Um, even though at the very end of the movie we find out that's not his real name, obviously, because that's the heist name. Yeah, I appreciate those connections to the past. Like, yeah. in the end, like, that was really cool. But I but, wish that, yeah, yeah, if they had more time, you're absolutely right, because it was so clunky and awkward to be like, oh, he really loves her. Oh, that's, and then there were very few instances where she was actually inserted into the the main plot of, like, when Jamie Foxx's character was going to shoot, shoot her. Right. And take fucking money. And Baby finally, because, you know, he was trying to avoid everything, right. finally stood up and just grabbed the gun. And he was like, you're not going to fucking do this. Right. Um, the one thing, TJ, to go back to your point about the romance, I think the one thing that would have fixed it is if it wasn't if it wasn't just, oh, in the movie, I met this girl, it, it would have been better if it was an established relationship already. Yeah, you're probably right. I think I think that would have solved it. The fact that it was a cold meeting made, right. it, made it a little weirder, probably. Agreed. Yeah, so yeah, because if it was, it was like an established days? relationship, like uh, oh, we've been together how many months yeah, now? All of like, a sudden they're talking about running away together, and it's been like maybe a week. Like right. I don't even think that long. It was maybe like was, four days. Yeah, it, that was so awkward. <laughs> that was that was very awkward because they never really established how long it was, but it couldn't have been more than just then, a week or so. And then after just a week. He goes to jail, and she waits for him to, like, get like out seven of— seven or nine years or something. Like, it was, like, like, it was like, seven like five. Years. It was, like, yeah, five years. Five. He got out, got out on okay. parole on, at five. She waited five fucking years for him to come out. Yeah, for this dude. I was like, <laughs> wow, like, you knew him for a week? Like, yeah. like I said— This if is, it, like, mental illness right yeah. now. Like, this isn't yeah. good. Like I said, if it was, like, an established relationship where it's, like, if they added a scene, like, how long we've been dating? Oh, about a year. Okay, great. Like, it would have been— much like we could have accepted that more as an audience mm -hmm. i feel even yeah. if they were friends and it became a relationship true. It very worked. true yeah i mean i i'm now that i'm thinking about it more it actually was more than four days because he was then working for like the pizza delivery place that is true that. so maybe it was like, like a month maybe yeah, it could have been a little bit still. longer but at the same time i'm semi jaded to that idea and when i say jaded i guess jaded against it because now that i'm thinking about it more i mean i I'm married, but I've only known my wife for two years. I mean, that's not as big of a deal, though. There was an established, like, relationship before that. Well, yeah. You but guys I were mean, already living together. Yeah, but I told my wife I loved her after, I want to say, like, seven days. Okay, that's after a little After dating weird. her. So, like. <laughs> I'll just but, say that's but, fucking weird. But, I mean, <laughs> so, so, I don't know. But you weren't going to, um risk your life and cross the country and go into hiding with this person I after suppose, seven yeah, days. Yeah, no, that would be a little a little excessive. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, that's the point enough. I'm getting Even at. For you, Mike. Fair enough. That's it, the point I, I'm getting you know, at. I, I, yeah, I guess it's just it, I just started thinking about it and comparing it to my own life and I was like, well, I mean It's not it wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, but yeah, it is it is weird. Especially yes. and I had a pre established relationship with my wife I knew her in high school. Yes, yes but we did. There was it was a little uh it was a little weird that, you know, just immediately cold meeting. Oh, hey, yeah, I'm this guy. Oh, I'm this girl. Oh, I'd love to see you again after two seconds of talking. And then he leaves. Right. And then he comes back. I love you. Yeah, people flirt with waitresses all the time. Like, yeah. that wasn't, you know. Can, yeah. So we've already kind of touched on the, the great actors in this movie. And 
Can I just say the guy who played Baby, uh, yeah. Enzel Elgort, who yeah. is the weirdest fucking terrible name, name. Ansel or El- Ansel or Ansel Elgort, it's like an Edsel it's like Ford. A, it's like a super. <laughs> what is it like Austrian name or something? <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. His acting was fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, he was fantastic. Was he, he was, was very fantastic. Good. Very good. So he's obviously. So we've already established he has headphones on, listening to music like the entire movie at some point or another. Yeah. One of my favorite things about it was when they were planning the heist. One of the heists. And he's just sitting there listening to music, fidgeting around. And Jamie Foxx's character is like, "Like this little bitch hasn't been listening the entire time." And yeah. then he recites everything fucking perfectly. Yes, that was great. I love that. It, it was, was great. <laughs> I thought that shit was really cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's and that's that's I don't know. That's just really cool shit. Like and, you know what I mean? I, I think that the, the whole idea behind and and it, it's because his what his foster father is deaf. So he knows mm-hmm. sign language and stuff. He can and read lips. Of, read lips. Yeah, yeah not that, that he can read the sign language, that he can read lips. Well, yeah, but he can communicate through sign language and right. like, so he knows how to do all of that stuff. Especially right. growing up with tinnitus, everything's just wee, right, you know, and it's just ugh. I will say it's great to see a uh, a newer actor making a name for himself like yes. that because he's been in some other stuff too. He was in like Divergent and like. Yeah, some he, other stuff, but no, nothing that was really that huge. No, nothing that took off. Um, anyway. But and I think that with this movie, I think he's his career is gonna catch a little bit here. I think he's gonna get some bigger roles because, I mean, this was this was he was the main character in this movie, yeah. so and he was good at and it. he was very good at it. Yeah. So I think we're gonna see him in uh, higher budget roles pretty soon. I definitely hope so. I yeah, hope me so too. Too. It's fantastic. Be nice. Uh, another another part. Well, another great thing about this movie is like the battle his character Baby is having with trying to leave. You know the the thief life basically, mm-hmm. and how he keeps getting pulled back in. And I love the fact that like up until like the last half hour, you just see all the struggle and you see it snap all at once. Yep. Yes. Very I, cool. I thought that was great. That was awesome. Uh, Jamie Foxx fucking telling him to move the car. Yeah, like, I thought fuck. that was amazing. And so, that, what is... That, that, that moment, that moment with the steel beam, Oh, that, as soon as that happened, I'm like, oh, this movie just got yeah. amazing. This, movie, this shit <laughs> just got get real. Because yeah. so, like, as soon as I saw that, I, I just got the feeling, I'm like... It's gonna get crazier. Like right. it's yeah. gonna it's gonna I, stay crazy from now on. So in case you guys are listening to this without watching the movie, there's a scene where Jamie Foxx tells Baby to fucking drive, and Baby's not moving because he's pissed off. And so finally, he points the gun in his face again, telling him to fucking drive. Baby rams this fucking car into a like a flatbed truck, a flatbed truck that has a steel beam poking out the side, and it goes straight into Jamie Foxx's fucking chest. Yeah, it was great. And then John Hamm's character is like, "What the fuck, what the baby? Fuck did you do?" He's like, "I moved." <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just super pissed. I think John Hamm punches him in the face after he, that. He, d- he just, did. He broke his glasses. Yeah, one one lens, one lens. One the other lens. lens was still in, and he ran like that for some reason. Right. I even love the fact that. When he was running away, not driving, when he was running, he was still doing it to the beat of music. Mm. Yep. That part was also, I loved it. Yeah. Um, I like how he kept changing sunglasses. He totally, kept- <laughs> totally earlier in the movie, but like, I think it was it, it was, no, it was um, John Beth- Bethel's. Oh, John Berthenol. Berthenol's character. Uh, I don't know what the fuck it, his name was in the movie, but um, I can Google his it. character, I think I have it, uh, Griff. Yes. Um, he kept like taking the sunglasses and being a fucking asshole. 
um, to to baby, and baby just kept pulling sunglasses out of his pocket and like putting <laughs> new ones on and like go fuck yourself. <laughs> By the way, uh, by the way, I kind of forgot that Flea was in the movie. Like, oh yeah, that's right. He was in the first half. He was in the first heist. Yeah. And well, all the first this, heist, the, first yeah. hi- the, the heist with the masks. And then yeah. Because I was like, I forgot. I knew he was going to be in it, like before I went and saw it, and then I totally forgot by the time the movie started. And then I was like, that guy looks familiar. Uh, like, oh yeah, it's it's Flea. Duh. Like, yeah. In case you guys don't know, Flea is the basis from Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> he's he's he it's it's weird he like sporadically acts like randomly yeah. like yeah, he was in back to the future, back to the part, future two part three uh no just part no he was part no, two he and was, three, right. two yeah, and yeah. three. Yep. yep three is a very tiny needles scene. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah um uh, go on i'm sorry no it was just, i just i was gonna you know i keep jumping back and forth between scenes and not not really because i keep remembering like little flashes oh, yeah. of just funny shit Oh, right. And by the way, guys, if you haven't noticed, we're trying a new style of just a conversation style instead of going through what we like about the movie than what we didn't like. Uh, we're just trying this conversation style out for a minute. So if you don't like it, let us know. Yeah. I mean, I I, I prefer it. I think it's <laughs> nice to have a conversation with my buddies. Right. But yeah, it's I, I just I, I just I can't say it was a weird feeling of you know sometimes when you go in for like some butt rocky garbage movie that you know is just going to be eye candy and it's not going to be really great and you'll leave transformers <laughs> yeah it's like oh dude yeah super hard I, every time i see the the every time i'd see the trailer for transformers the last I'd night like yeah the last night i'd lean over to my wife and i'd just say the movie looks like shit we're gonna go see it <laughs> Did you actually waste your money on that? Oh no, no, I did not, because I ended up not having the time. But I will see that movie okay. just because oh. just because it looks like shit doesn't mean I'm. A, I went to go see the newest Underworld movie, even though I knew it was gonna suck. Did that looked like it had at least some merit. No, no, it did not. <laughs> I knew the last good Underworld movie was like the second one. No, I like three better than the second one. I'm, I I like Rise of the Lycans and like one and two, but it was it just I knew they went to turds. And even so, I was like, that's going to be actiony bullshit, and I definitely want to watch that. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, sometimes you leave those movies, and you're, like, kind of hyped, and you're like, oh, yeah, that was really good. When I left this movie, I had to, like, ponder, and I was like, that was a, a really good movie. It was a very like, well-thought-out movie. Yeah, it wasn't just, like, an empty, like, action pumped up. No. It was it was an actually well-thought-out, well-directed, mm-hmm. incredibly well-cast, yeah. well-scored with movie, with, I mean. with minimal action until the very end, which you actually don't see very often, and not a very high budget. Not no. as I, we just discovered. Which yeah. I couldn't. I, when you talk, I couldn't believe that. Like yeah. when yeah. you said that number, I couldn't believe that it was only twenty something million dollars. But thirty four. Th- or thirty four. Yeah. Thirty four million dollars. I which, mean that's. But I mean the effect. I mean they used a lot of practical effects. There wasn't any really much CGI or anything going on. I mean it was all. It was all well, practical. And, and it was to, all practical. To Edgar Wright's uh, credit. Um, I mean, that is his style, though. Yeah. You know, he's used to directing low-budget films. Sure. Like Shaun Hot of the Dead. Hot Fuzz, Shaun yeah, of the Dead. I mean, that's, right. that did not get... I mean, Hot Fuzz is probably a little bit more budget because they had made so much money off of Shaun of the Dead, but it's... Like, he's used to that kind of shit where, you know, he can be a little bit more gritty and, like, he knows how to stretch his penny. Sure. Right. You know? And, you know, after seeing this movie, um, and I just kind of got pissed off that I never got to see Edgar Wright's version of Ant-Man. At this point, like, I was like, God damn it. He could have done so much with that movie. Even though Ant-Man, I like it. It's not like I, when I watched, like, when I saw it, I thought it was a shit movie. Yeah. But now after watching Baby Driver, I'm like, fuck, I feel like I'm robbed. You know? (laughs) 
For some reason, they still list. Well, and when I say they He's list, now him, like, IMDb is consider they they consider it one of his movies, even though on IMDb they list the director Peyton Reed. So. Right. So but he, but he, they basically they gave him credit as a producer because uh-huh. he's he he had been working on it for like five years. Yeah. So they gave him like a producer credit for it after he left. Yeah, here's a penny. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Fucking douchebags. So, but yeah, um what else about the movie, guys? Uh well, I mean I don't know. I mean, I I I think I've said what I need to say. I mean, it was it was great and I highly recommend people if you that haven't seen it that they go see it or yeah. that they at least get it or try to see it when it comes out on Blu-ray because right. And trust me, you're going to want it on Blu-ray because, I mean, very I, visually well done. Oh, yeah. yeah. I will definitely be buying this yeah. on Blu-ray. And I, okay, so something that they covered in a, in an interview that I was watching kind of trailery interview right. um, before I went to go see the movie was something that, I don't know, I added a lot of depth to Baby because they did a really good job at adding depth to his character specifically. I mean, they touched on all the other characters. Obviously, he's the main one. But a lot of movies go down that that road where they start introducing a shitload of main characters, and it gets too convoluted. Yeah, and and they they go way too much into everyone as opposed to identifying specific things that make the main character extremely special. Right, baby, being, you know, even Kevin Spacey touches on it as to why he's there. You know that he owes Kevin Spacey, right, for stealing his car and like they kind of like touch on his past of like the spirit of I think they call him the spirit of '88 or something like that. And it's because he like stole a car that had no brakes and had no ton- lights. Yeah. Um, and he had like a shitload of squad cars after mm-hmm. him and he just kept them going up and down the freeway nonstop. You know what? He was like ten when he did it. Here's another point about that that made me think of about this movie that was really interesting. They did not have flashy cars for this movie. They no, they not. did not at all. He he freaking heist drove a Saturn was it a Saturn Ion? I think so. Like Wait, a Saturn which, Ion. Which like the, one was that? I think I don't remember what color it was. The very first one was a was a Subaru. Subaru. First car was a Subaru. Not surprising. He later later on he drove like a. Oh, it might have been. I think you're right. Like the red one. It was a Saturn. Yeah, Yeah. the red one. Because they even say it on the radio that it's a Saturn. Yeah, that's the red one. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, are you serious? Like that car's (laughs) the biggest pile of shit that GM has ever built. Like, yeah, well, and that's saying something. I mean, so I thought that was really cool how they did that. Like, he's so good. Yeah. He can take a shit car. Mm Mm-hmm. And he can get away from the cops, which like, I think right. is a, or Insane. a full size SUV, like he did. Right, an avalanche. Yeah, an avalanche. Yeah, it was basically. A and it was an old avalanche. It wasn't even like something newer. Yeah, or fancy. I do. I I liked that a lot too. I thought that it was really. I mean, of course, they obviously didn't have the budget for fancy cars. I thought the fanciest car in that entire movie, other than the Mercedes, the Challenger. Yeah, it was the cop? No, the cop car. The cop car that like Buddy drove. Was like the fanciest and cleanest car in that fucking movie. Was it in a Charger by chance? It, I think it was a Charger. Charger. Well, they also drove a Challenger yeah, in the movie. Yeah, I was gonna say I think. So those three were the expensive cars. Yeah. They had the they had the Merc. They had the which was Spacey's car. Right. Of course it was. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> well, another you guys just you know when you talk about the cars you reminded me another of another fantastic scene and it was during the first heist when he has that red Subaru and they're going into that tunnel at the end of the at the end of the first heist where they have the two cars on the right hand side of the three lane highway and he comes from the left breaks in front of the center guy and forces him to the left and so that way he totally uh misguided the helicopter that was following him the cop to take the center to take the center car <laughs> to right. take the center car's place so they're now following the wrong fucking car i mean that was one of the best that was genius that was one of the 
best scenes in this movie, and you well, know, smart, yeah. <laughs> and like, and it goes to show that you know the realistic driving properties of this movie, unlike movies like Fast and the Furious, when they're driving Toyota Supras underneath fucking semi trucks, uh, yeah, yeah semi trucks, and it's or just flipping like, tanks on the tundra, or, right? You know, just <laughs> bullshit like that, yeah. So yeah, that those were some great, great scenes. Well, um, yeah, and like like I was saying, um, you know, because we got out on the cars a bit, but. You know, expounding more on, on, like, Baby and stuff like that, how he, he basically just wanted to keep his hands clean. He was separate from a lot of the violence, a lot of the, the danger of the actual heist because, uh, you know, the Kevin Spacey in the interview prior to me seeing it, you know, he was expounding on the movie, talking about, you know, the, the intricacies of each character. And you can definitely see what he was talking about in the movie. Baby sat away from everyone. He didn't talk to anyone. Um... I mean, the most talking he did was sign language to his foster father. Right. And he he would purposely time his music to, you know, when things were going to happen in the heist. And you could tell in the second heist, um, the one with, like, the Mike Myers masks, mm-hmm. um, when he was in the avalanche, he'd reverse the vehicle or pull it forward so he couldn't see them doing whatever they were doing. And then at a certain beat, he reversed or pulled forward back again, and you just saw a dead guard. Right. But so he didn't, he couldn't hear the gunshots. He didn't see it. He refuses to look over. And you could see, you know, he saved that guy's life that was chasing them. Right. Yeah, because Jamie Foxx was going to shoot yeah. him in the fucking face. Right. Um, and Jamie, did you make me miss that shot? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, no. He's like, you're a bad liar. <laughs> you know, and it's just, it, he, you know, he doesn't want people to get hurt, which is. You know, makes the the ending of the movie so much like the last obviously major you know scenes makes it so much more like holy shit because right. he shoots Buddy and he's like he's getting heavy into this shit right because he's like fuck this I need to stop this another another thing with Buddy at the end of the, who is John Hamm's character um, when they're in the parking garage and they're trying to like get away for good John Hamm you know gets a hold of him. And, you know, obviously we've discussed he has tendonitis, so he has a constant ringing. Tendonitis. Tendonitis. Sorry. Tendonitis is what the old I understand. I got the words mixed up. (laughs) Sorry. Um, He has tinnitus, so he has that constant ringing in his ears. He shoots the gun next to his ears, basically deafening him. Yep. And it got real serious when John Hamm's character said something along the lines of, it's only sad that you won't be able to hear her scream or some shit. And I'm just That's like, brutal. oh, fuck. Yeah, dark. I, I will say one thing, one thing, okay, about the gun getting shot next to the ears. Um, your ears wouldn't ring like that, actually. Um, they, if the barrel of the gun yeah. is right next to your ear? Yeah. yeah. For someone with tinnitus? That's how you get tinnitus. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's not. I actually have tinnitus. Not nearly as bad as as he does. I get constant random ringing in my ears because of that. Uh, because of guns firing next to my head. Um, but it was like I've I've had. That's how you get tinnitus. Basically, I've had like machine guns pretty much right next to my face shooting forward, and you can just hear pop 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 pop, and it just kind of m- mutes everything a bit. Like it muffles it, but you don't just hear. I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. You haven't had the barrel of a gun go off right next to your face. The, yeah, like, like a, the couple end inches. where the bullet comes out. No, pretty pretty close. I mean, maybe here. I don't believe you can't see where his hands are. He's literally pointing like, at. Like maybe the the barrel of the gun <laughs> might have been like the end of the barrel where the bullet comes out. Maybe. 
seven Stop taking away inches. one of my favorite fucking scenes, Michael. Sorry, seven inches from, from And my, I just want to preface, face. you're not a doctor. Well, here, Pat, it makes you feel better when I trap shoot. If my earplugs aren't in well enough and the guy next to me shoots, my ears do ring. Yeah, okay, then. Enough. That's Good. a shotgun, though, not a pistol. Shut the fuck up. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, okay? <laughs> that that was a pistol, that wouldn't have been that bad. Well, anyway, I love that scene. Well, yeah, it was a good scene. It's Hollywood. It's dark as fuck, man. Yeah, it's super dark. It's like you're gonna have to watch her die. It's like, oh fuck. <laughs> right. It was so, that was such a good scene. And then he gets uh, rammed off this uh, parking structure, and he the car goes over, but he's hanging. Yeah, he like on. jumped out. Yes. And then he gets thrown down onto the car. Which and then fuck, explodes. And then it explodes, of fuck course. Which, that, was yeah, that was cheesy. That was cheesy, but, that, but yeah, they that, did it in a badass way, Cheesy though. and super unrealistic, but it was just like, all right, respect. Like, uh, yeah, of if, if, if you He kind of had that coming. Right, yeah. Evil you, guys make things blow picked, up. If you picked one point to have cheesy action movie explosion, <laughs> that's a good spot to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a good time to do it. The Excellent only, time. The only thing that could have made it more cheesy is if he was walking away in slow motion. Oh, hell yeah. You don't <laughs> and look not back. looking at it. Cool not guys look. don't look at explosions, <laughs> no, okay? They <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. Not like at all. That's action movie 101. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, I, just, I just, overall, you know, movie's overall, great. Overall, I'm going to buy this movie instantly when it comes out. I hope Edgar Wright does more stuff like this because I loved it. Oh, yeah. yes. Um, yeah, that would be great. And yeah. I hope it does a little bit better at the box office. Uh, this wasn't a box office, like, smash by any means But it so made money. Far. Oh, it, sh- it, it made, sure it made, made money. money. But it yeah. definitely made its money back and, and then still some, in yeah. theaters, yeah. so those numbers are still going to continue to rise. Yeah, well, and I, I think that enough buzz is going on about it because, I mean, I watch just a crap load of YouTube content. Right. And, uh, you know, in, like, whatever free time I can find – and I hear a lot of like big name people on YouTube that have millions and millions of followers talking about it. Right. So it's, I mean, just mentioning it, but even then that gets a little bit more exposure of saying, oh, like, well, these guys watched it. Maybe I should go see it kind of thing. Right. I agree. And yeah. And I, I hope that's the this, case. This is definitely a word of mouth type of movie. Yeah. I think. I it, Really good. It movie. had almost, I, they didn't market it very much. Not a shitload. Very, not very few commercials. Very few. Tra- I mean, not a whole lot of trailer action. Yeah, just not like Atomic Blonde. I see a fucking ad for that every single time I load a YouTube video. There's an Atomic Blonde trailer, which of course I'm excited for the movie. But oh Jesus, yeah, we're definitely doing Jesus that. Jesus Christ! It's like every single hey, video. Hey, I watch. Coming out. hey, hey, hey! This movie is coming out. Yeah, hey, hey, it's coming hey, out. hey guys, hey, remember? Are you it's coming out. It's come to the point now where they don't even have um, ads because you know they'll they'll make short ads for for YouTube videos. Um, it's like 10 second, 15 second ads. The ads don't even have words in them anymore. It's just <laughs> the action scene where she's like beating somebody's ass in an apartment and then jumps off like a balcony. And it says Atomic Blonde at the end, July 28th. Bye. <laughs> I was like, like Jesus. You already know what this is. I don't <laughs> give a shit. I, I'm so yeah. pumped for that movie. Oh, dude, me too. It looks incredible. But it's just, I just, the, TJ's the absolutely right. They did not spend a shitload of money on advertising. You know, they didn't do a for lot Baby of Driver. Yeah. Yeah. No. Baby Driver was. Very limited. It's pretty I under the radar. The only yeah. time I saw a trailer for it was at the movies. That is, and I will say, when I first saw this trailer, I think I saw the movies too. Actually, yeah, it was like a trailer yeah. before yeah. a film. And yeah, that, that was like the only time I'd really ever seen the trailers for yeah, it. Yeah, I think I did see it. I think, I think the you're right. first time I saw this trailer was when I went and saw Alien Covenant. And the first time I saw it, I was like, what the fuck is this movie? Yeah. 
Like, and I'm like, this title is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at first glance, it is a very stupid title. Yes. I liked, honestly, I liked the the screen of like the gun shooting mm-hmm. the car, and I was like, I'll see that movie. <laughs> right, but I, like after a while, like seeing it a couple more times in the theaters, I'm like, you know what? This actually looks pretty good. So yeah, but yeah, um, does that wrap it up, guys? I think yeah, so. I think so. Man. Good movie. Go see it. So. All right, so I will take over this last part, which is listener mail. And this one comes from Glory again, who did ask us another question previously. And I think this question is going to be more for me. Um, So she asked, do you guys think Grant Gustin is off the flash for season four? And if so, will they some way use Bart Allen or use Wally Westmore? Also, what route do will they go with DeVoe? DeVoe is spelt wrong, by the way, Glory. Uh, the human version or the AI version? Yeah, this is all for you, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I, I don't nothing. watch that motherfucking I show. I know. <laughs> this is all for me, and I'm okay with that. Uh, well, Glory, uh, Grant Gustin is obviously not going to be gone from Flash whatsoever. I mean, he's been the main Flash for three seasons. And I'm assuming they're going to do exactly what they did for season three, Flashpoint, where Flashpoint literally lasts like three episodes. And then, you know, Flashpoint's over. Uh, He's going to be locked in that prison for maybe one or two episodes, and then he'll come right back. Uh, So, no, I don't think Grant Gustin is gone for good. Um, In terms of DeVoe, um, I don't know what route they're going to go with. I think an AI enemy would be something kind of cool, something they haven't done before. But I think, realistically, what will happen is they're going to use the human DeVoe, who's like a computer science whiz. They're going to use the physical form of him uh, in the beginning, and then, like, halfway through, he's going to become the full AI artificial intelligence. That would be be interesting. But, but yeah, thank you so much, Glory, for your question. We really do appreciate it. Yeah, we uh, love listener mail. Yeah, definitely. And uh, feel free to send us any other questions to Cinema from the Dark Side podcast uh, at gmail.com. We'll we'll definitely answer it on the show. It's it's, uh, Cinema from the Dark Side at Gmail. That's what I said. You said podcast after it. Oh, did I? Oh, fuck Don't type podcast after Cinema from the Dark Side. I don't know who that'll go to, but they might be confused. So so Cinema from the Dark Side (laughs) at gmail.com. For a minute there, I was like, wait, did we make a new one? (laughs) (laughs) Do I not know what the fuck is going on around here? No. Did you use the original for illicit activities? Yeah, right. I had to get get rid of it. Listen, guys, I'm into a lot of hentai. Hey, There's a lot of fucking spam. uh, It's hentai, right? Oh, God, fuck. Fuck you, you weeb. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking weeb. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think that wrap pretty much wraps it up. Um, you know, final thoughts on anything, anybody? Or just good movie overall? Yeah. Great movie. Go see it. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10, my God. Go see this movie. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely a good movie. All right. So thank you for uh, listening, and we hope to see you again for a, uh, another episode of Center from the Dark Side Podcast. 